You're listening to The Crossroad Podcast with Joey and Kylie Willis. Through redefining effective leadership, The Crossroad Podcast explores what it means to live a life of intention and purpose. Join us as we explore the ins and outs of effective leadership and vibrant living. Welcome to the final episode of our first season of The Crossroad Podcast. In this season, we have talked about how to lead specifically, um, and we have done so by unpacking uh, really valuable, important things such as having a vision that you as a leader uh, can move towards and influence others towards. We have talked about the value of influencing others and stewarding your character well in order to cultivate influence within your life, uh, less for the actual purposes of influencing others and more for the purposes of stewarding your character and living out the gifts, talents, and uh, values that you hold tightly. Uh, We've also talked about the value of having a self-governing culture and a culture in an organization that really values truth. Uh, We have unpacked the different tools that we have at the crossroad in regards to helping you to discover uh, with truth what the reality of your here is, what your current reality is. And in the last episode, we talked about the value of mapping out your path, um, of measuring small and measuring often, of setting smart goals, and of as you plan and act, learning from what you do and then adjusting along the way to ensure that you are moving with as much accuracy and effectiveness as possible towards your there. So in this episode, we're actually going to tie everything together. But before we do, we're going to talk about one of the key elements that we need in order to be able to accomplish all of this. Um, And that is communication. Uh, Communication is something that is necessary in order to be able to live and survive and thrive in this ever-changing world, to be in relationship with other people. Uh, But communication is also incredibly challenging and incredibly difficult because we all have these different lenses and perceptions with which we view the world and we interpret all of the things that we hear and um, understand everything through these lenses of our experience. So Joey is going to unpack the four elements of communication and why it's so important for us to know what they are and understand them so that we can best communicate our vision and are here with others and influence them towards something bigger than ourselves. Yeah, for those of you with perfect recall, you will remember that in episode one, we talked about how all of the elements that we've talked about this season are tools, and we call them tools for a reason. And that reason is that they are just instruments that you have to hold and wield um, in order to influence well. You've got to do the hard work to actually build the things. So this episode is all about 
trying to just set you up well um, to be a launching pad for you. There's no, you know, secrets or shortcuts or magic wand that makes leadership easy. Um, practically living it out is complicated. It's weird. It's strange. It's complex. It's heartbreaking. It's uh, inspiring. It's all of these things at once. And so what we want to do, what we've been trying to do throughout the season is just give you a launching pad, give you a foundation to start with. But the real impetus is on you to make these things a reality in your life, to steward the opportunities and the choices in front of you well. And as Kylie mentioned, one of the key elements to that is communication. And I know this is going to sound really bizarre, but all of the things that we've talked about in terms of leadership are about how to begin with your own character and then move towards influencing the people around you. Communication is really the same way. So the bizarre thing is that you communicate with your own self. There is a communication structure within each of us, and we need to be more aware of how that structure works so that we can better communicate. I mean, just think about how we will often say, my body's telling me something. Or they'll say that women who are pregnant like kind of had this feeling before they even took a test. Uh, and those are just two you know, tiny examples. There are a million different ways that we sort of communicate with ourselves. We tell ourselves certain stories. We decide on a moment what emotions we're going to pay attention to and which ones we're going to ignore. And so there's all of that going on with inside each of us. And then to make it even more complex, we then have to go to other human beings and try to tell them what's going on inside of us. We have to try to tell them what we see, what we think, or what we feel. So once we get a sense of clarity, a better sense of clarity in terms of communicating with ourselves, then we have to do the added step of communicating with the people around us. So what are the four elements of communication? They're pretty straightforward, things that aren't going to blow your socks off, but are foundational and real and true. And the key of these is not in uh, you know, their mystery or elusiveness. The key is in our the intention with which we use them. So the first of the four elements in communication is the sender, a person who has a message, um, the one who is initiating communication. So the sender, first of all, has to figure out a sense of clarity within themselves. What are, What is the message I'm trying to say? Sometimes Kylie and I will be talking and she'll stop me and say, what are you trying to say? And <laughs> when she says it, sometimes I realize, like, I don't even know. I'm just talking to you for fun, I guess. Um, which in that, even that is just a sense of clarity that, that was maybe lacking when I started. So the sender has to know what they're communicating. The second element is a receiver and the receiver has to listen. And this is really hard for us, uh, as human beings, because we don't love listening. We like politely waiting our term for, we like politely waiting for an adequate amount of time until it's our turn to speak. Uh, at which we jump into what we have prepared to say in order to prove our sense of worth or uh, how funny we are, how smart we are, whatever our own internal agenda is. We're so bad at listening to other people. Kai, do you, why do you think we're so, we do such a bad job at listening? Uh, because we idolize and care more about ourselves than we do about other people. 
uh, for one. And then I think another thing is as we process what other people are saying, we have our own ideas and our own thoughts that sort of jump to the forefront of our mind. And we tend to uh, focus on these and we want to say them so badly. And so I guess part of it is that we just don't have enough humility to really listen to what the other person is saying. Um, and we also um, just think that our thoughts and ideas are so great that everybody wants to hear them. Uh, Brian Reagan, Reagan, Regan, Brian Regan does a comedy sketch, like a stand-up comedy sketch uh, that's available on YouTube uh, where he talks about the me monster. And if you have not seen it, I highly recommend it. It's so funny. At a lot of the trainings that we do, we actually show people to demonstrate what it actually looks like or how poor of an example, how poor we do as people of actually listening to other people. Yeah, I think that's really insightful. We we don't listen because we're fighting so hard to be heard. Uh, we feel so ignored, so overlooked, so underappreciated and undervalued. And we're constantly overcompensating for those feelings. And so what we have then is a community of people. We have a world full of people who are fighting to be heard and very few people who are fighting to hear to really listen in humility and say, like, what someone else has to communicate r might be valuable in the, in the same sense that I want to be heard because I think what I have to say is valuable. I have an opportunity to see that everybody else around me is the same way. They have something that I'm not thinking about, that I'm not feeling, that I'm not seeing, that I'm not noticing. And the only way to incorporate that into who I am and what I'm doing is by listening. So the main task of the receiver is to listen. And Kylie, I think you're right on it in terms of the main step of that is it requires humility. It requires us to like actively think, I am not the God of the universe. I don't have every great insight that's out there. And perhaps what this person has to share is something I haven't thought of, something I'm not currently subscribed to that otherwise will help me and, and help me towards the visions that dominate my life. Uh, another thing that I would say, um, going back to the sender, is that we as senders have to have clarity of what our communication styles are as well before we can ever deliver a message. Um, the more self-aware we are of the ways that we best communicate with others, the more we are able to clearly get the message across. Um, so Joe is an internal processor and he needs time. He needs to sit on things and think about them and formulate ideas within himself before he ever shoots them out into the world. Um, whereas I am an external processor and I actually need to talk through all the things that are going through my head and externalize them in order to get to a place where I actually know and understand a little bit how I think, which can be annoying and frustrating for those listening as I stumble through all of my words. I'm also a demonstrator. And so in Instead of communicating with words, a lot of times I like to demonstrate through actions um, and through tangibles. Uh, this one day I was doing a Zoom call with my counselor and I mentioned 
uh, a yoga pose, downward, no, not downward dog, uh, child's pose to her. And she's like, oh, tell me what child's pose is again. And I was like, oh, it's this. And I put my laptop down on the floor and then I like laid on the floor in front of my computer to like actually demonstrate for her what the pose is. And so I communicate a lot through motion and tangible things. Um, And so having this internal clarity of how we best communicate will actually help us to get our message across better. So communication is a it's a cooperative effort. It takes the sender and the receiver. It takes two to tango when it comes to communication. And without with either of them um, unclear or unwilling to engage in true communication, the thing is going to fall apart. And what Kylie was alluding to earlier in, t- in terms of the me monster and us always thinking about, like, what's the next thing I'm going to say? What that does is create this divided sense of vision, right? Kylie wants to say what she wants to say. I want to say what I want to say. And so we're not really communicating. We're just talking at one another. And so the first two elements is that we have a sender, we have a receiver. And these two people need to have a sense of uh, shared value, shared vision. It doesn't have to be precisely the same, but there has to be some sort of buy-in that's greater than any one of the individuals in order for the message to really come across. And then as as, uh, Kylie's mentioned as well, the third element is the medium. So the sender's got to figure out not just how to, like what's going on with my own sense of internal processing, demonstrating all that, but what is the best medium to communicate this? Like, if you are breaking up with somebody, um, or <laughs> no, let me back, let me say it. Okay. Let me back up. Um, if you are going to get engaged with somebody, if you're going to ask a person to spend the rest of their life with you, text message is probably not the right medium, right? And my dad actually proposed to my mom through a letter when they were like 19 years old. Like wrote a letter? Yeah, he That's... wrote a letter. And then next time he saw her, he showed up and was like, well, so. And she was like, what? Because she wanted him to actually use words. a different medium. Right. So we've got to consider what's effective. And there are studies out there. You guys should Google this. It's really incredible about how. Um, communication is much more than just the words that we say. And that's why sometimes text messaging can be hard because you don't know, like, uh, is somebody angry or somebody? Because when we internalize, when we are listening, we're hearing what somebody else is saying, we are getting a message that's more than just the surface level words that they are communicating. Actually, the majority of what we're absorbing is their tone. Uh, But there's also body language. There's different things like that. If you guys could see us right now, Kylie and I are in this little closet in our Brooklyn apartment with blankets all over the place to try to muffle the sound. And all throughout this podcast, we're talking into the microphone. We're looking at our outline. Uh, We're also looking at each other for these like nonverbal cues. When is she ready to talk? When does she have something to say? Um, Sometimes one of us will nudge the other one. Like there's a thousand different ways that we communicate. And so the sender has to be mindful of all of these things uh, and to parse through them to to try to figure out what is the best way that I can get my message across. And that's important. Not what is the method or the medium that I'm most comfortable with, but what is the medium that's most appropriate and most effective for the message that is being shared. And then the last thing, the fourth element of communication is barriers. So these are obstacles. You know, Kylie mentioned the internal processor that I am versus the um, 
implementer the that she is. And so uh, realizing that that could be a barrier, like I could hear something that she says and need some time to like sit on it, whereas she's going to be ready to like talk about it, to show it, to put it into action. And so uh, if she's trying to communicate to me, she maybe has to be aware like that could be a barrier. I need to give him some time um, or need to at the very least communicate to him like you can process this later. We've got, you know, I'm, I've got more to share or whatever it is. So there are all kinds of obstacles, all kinds of barriers, your own predispositions. You're, you're like you get lost in barriers yeah, forever. Age is a barrier to communication. Positional authority can be a barrier to communication. Distance is a, a barrier to communication. Sometimes Kylie helps my dad with um, his own te- podcast. Well, yeah, with his own podcast and like technology things. And she'll say, well, just click on this and turn this on. And he just he doesn't have any idea what that even means. We're also doing it through a medium of communication that is not ideal, which is not in person. We're usually FaceTiming or talking on the phone as I'm trying to explain to him what he is supposed to be doing on his laptop screen. Right. And so this is it's complicated and you're never going to get it perfect. But the more intentional and aware we can be about these things, the better. Uh, we get in these patterns of just kind of spitballing communication, going through the motions of communication, um, talking at people all the time. And what gets lost in that is the true message, the true vision of what we're trying to say and what we're trying to share with other people. And so it's so appropriate for us to talk about communication in this last episode of season one, because as Kylie said, communication is the thing that ties all of this together. It's the nerve endings that connect all of these different pieces, because all of these tools are about how to share vision. Life is about community. It's about sharing opportunities, sharing vision, sharing what we are together. And the tools that we give, the opportunity to lead in and of itself is just an invitation to share life with other people. And communication is the most practical, hands-on way that we do it. And because of that, it's so complicated and so messy. But we've got to do a better job of being intentional. And the key to all of it, just like we've been saying all season long, is vision. Let vision be your driver. Let it be the thing that carries you through. Let it be the thing that you're fighting for. When you get lost in barriers or when your medium isn't working, don't get frustrated. Just try to figure out, okay, we maybe need to backtrack and figure out a better way to get this message through. Like sometimes when Kylie and I are having an argument, our our tempers will flare and we kind of have to back up and say like, wait a second, we're on the same team. We're trying to work through this so that we can be better unified. And just saying that out loud, expressing that helps to reorient us towards our vision. And it allows us to kind of open the pathway to communicate more effectively. Uh, An example of overcoming barriers would be 
me trying to teach my father-in-law and recognizing that me just verbalizing to him or even writing down and typing something to him and sending it to him was not an effective way to teach him how to do things. Uh, and so I overcame that barrier by utilizing a different medium, the medium of being able to videotape your own computer screen and actually do something on the computer while videoing it to show him the actual ath- actions and methods that he needs to use in order to be able to get there, to accomplish the vision that he has set out for himself. And so if we can really understand this communication, um, the elements of communication and the fact that we need to overcome things and the fact that there are different tools in order for us to be able to do that and the fact that, that communication is not just a one-way thing, it is a two-way thing, which takes both putting a message out into the world but also receiving a message from someone else, um, then we will be set up so much better to be able to communicate our vision effectively and not only get ourselves there, but help other people to get there as well. Again, as we're talking about tying all of the things together that we've said already, we, when we train, do this training with organizations, we constantly say all of the things we talk about are things leaders are already doing. What we've discussed is a way to try to be more intentional about all of these things a way to be intentional about how we view perseverance, a way to be intentional about how we view our own perspective or our, our own perspective around the things we control and the things we can't control, our own perspective around boundaries. Uh, and so communication is a way that we can share. Uh, and all of the tools that we've laid out is a way that we can kind of have a cohesive, shared mental model so that we all have a sense of what we're doing and why we're doing it and how it all operates together. Because so many of us are often operating in one or two or several of these things, but need a sense of the entire toolbox and a a way to just kind of name things for what they are in order to do them more effectively. Uh, So I'm going to go into a real life example of how Many of these tools work together um, to help us get from here to there. Uh, So uh, four, about four, four and a half years ago, Joe and I were just trained in these tools and we're starting to practice them and starting to use them. And um, they were just starting to become part of our vocabulary where we had this common language that we shared and we knew what each other was talking about when we said the words project mood curve or or conflict resolution or the freedom v and so we had a trip that we had to take um where we were flying out of dallas and dallas is five hours from where we lived at the time and so we flew to or we drove to dallas with joe's parents um and we stayed at a friend's house the night before and then the next morning joey's parents were going to drive us to the airport and so we all get in the truck and i put the airport directions into the gps and joe's driving and i'm in the passenger seat Joey's parents are in the back of the truck, and we start heading towards the airport. Dallas highways, there's construction, things are going on, and at some point in time, the GPS is 
sort of not reading. I'm not reading it correctly. And so I tell Joe, okay, it looks like we're supposed to turn left here. And so Joe makes a left and we end up moving away on the GPS from where we're supposed to be going. And we start to get lost. And one of Joe's like frustrations is technology that's supposed to make your life easier that actually makes your life more difficult or doesn't work. And so he's starting to get frustrated because we're now lost in Dallas. We're on our way to the airport. We're supposed to catch a flight and we have to turn around. We can't really rely on this GPS. And so we start driving and we don't know where we are. And everybody in the car is sort of getting worked up and frustrated a little bit. And at one point in time, Joe stops the truck at a red light and Joey's dad just like gets out of the truck and like starts walking around on the street, like looking around and we're going, what the heck is going on? And Joey is so frustrated right now because we're lost, we're late, and his dad has suddenly decided that he's going to like go completely off script and get out of the truck and just start wandering around. And so Joey's like, get in the back of the truck, dad, get back in here. Like, what the heck are you doing? So his dad gets back in the truck and we start driving again and the GPS re-registers where we are and we get back on track and we all just start laughing a little bit. And as we are sort of coming out of this, I just crack this joke and I say, mood curves going up. And we all start laughing. And eventually we get to the airport. We make our flight and everything is good. So Joe is going to kind of take this huge story that I just spitballed at you and he's going to dissect it a little bit and show you how all of these tools were working in this real life example um, and how these are things that are all around us all the time. And if we would just be intentional about them and recognize them, um, we would be able to um, steward our character in the moment and be able to have words to recognize what is going on. Okay, this is where I'm at and this is how I get to where I'm going. Uh, so, Joe, I'll hand it over to you. So there's a few things going on in, in the story that Kylie shared. Uh, some of them we did well. Some of them we did not so well. Uh, but it's a really interesting story to show you how all of these tools start to bleed into one another. Um, so the first place to start is really with their here path. We talk about that as the framework of life. Everything that we do sort of follows that um, design. And so our there was pretty clear. Get to the airport. Um, our here was pretty simple to start with. Uh, we had a car. There was Kylie as the navigator, me as the driver. Uh, but our here is constantly changing. And so as we went, there were, there were adjustments we had to make. Um, part of our path, part of the, the practical journey that we had set forth was that um, I, would, I would drive um, and Kylie would navigate and my parents would sort of help look out for traffic and things like that. Uh, and we would rely on the GPS. That was our main path. But when the GPS didn't work, we had to adjust. We had to reorient ourselves and figure out how to get towards our there, which we eventually did. Uh, but we had a clear mission and we were united in that thing together and everybody understood what was going on. That, however, didn't keep us away from difficulty. Uh, when the project mood curve hit the pit of despair, we were frustrated. Our emotions started to bubble up and we did that. We talked about emotions. And as Kylie said, uh, I just don't like I don't love technology to begin with. And then when it just doesn't work, it, it really frustrates me. And and so 
when that wasn't working, my, you know, my anger started to bubble up and I am trying to assess like, uh, well, at best, I was trying to assess why, why am I angry? Why am I worked up about this? And there were times when we were trying to find our way where we would come to kind of a, a fork in the road and I would ask right or left, right or left. And uh, it, it can be so frustrating when you're in this position because somebody's like, oh, I, I don't really know, maybe right. And and you're like, I'm going 70 miles an hour. I got to like, <laughs> I, you know, someone just tell me what to do. I can't look at the map. I can't help in this sort of way. Uh, and so my emotions arose out of my real value for truth and for harmony. I start to kind of feel the tension in the in the car and and it develops a tension within myself. And so as as these emotions are, are running high, conflict starts to arise. I'm you know, I'm chippy at Kylie and I'm upset at my dad and because he's and, in the victim circle. Yeah, because I've chosen this perspective of uh I'm driving, I'm doing everything I can do. It's the people around me who are messing this up, right? So I've taken that kind of a mindset and Kylie might take the same sort of mindset and say, I'm doing the best I can. If he would stop yelling at me, I'd be able to figure out this out more, right? And so we we can choose this this uh, mindset, this circle that we're in. And when my dad opened the car, he I don't think he got, he got halfway, like half his body kind of dangling out. I think he was looking for... <laughs> The, like a road or... sign or something. He wasn't going to like jump out or anything, but um, he's trying to help. But to me, it was just so baffling. I had no idea what he was what he was up to because we were on different pages and we had to kind of try to work to come back together. So when our conflict arose, we had to try in some ways competing. My dad wanted to to just lean out and figure it out for himself. Kylie's trying to figure it out and telling everybody to be quiet and let her figure it out. I'm trying to drive and just say, like, fine, I'm just going to guess where I'm going. And, and that wasn't very effective. And we're getting more divisive and, and the conflict is deepening uh, until we work towards like a sense of collaboration to figure this thing out together. And so, you know, the real um, heart of the story is that our expectations didn't really meet reality. So there's some consequences of that. And we didn't necessarily deal with it in a great way. Um, and had to kind of bend ourselves back and even at the end sort of apologize and, and say, okay, next time here are the like boundaries. I'm not going to yell at you. Those kinds of things or I'm doing my best not to, not to yell at you, not to let my anger get at you. Um, and so again, the umbrella over all of it is, is what we've been talking about in this episode, which is communication. Um, how, like what we are saying to one another and, even though our there get to the airport is clear, it can become really lost in those moments where my there can really quickly become uh, to just not be angry anymore, um, to to get back into a semblance of control. And if that's my there and I have no patience um, or vision towards our shared there, um, then I'm going to it's going to drive a wedge into the relationships I have in, in that car. So all of this to say that these are ways that that um, these tools really just fold and bleed into one another. And uh, you can't really dive into one without experiencing the other. It's a very um, complicated, holistic journey because leadership is really about engaging in community. It's about being with other people. 
And that's the heart of what it means to be a human. Um, we've got to share space. We've got to share vision. We've got to communicate. We've got to do all of these things together. And the tools that we've introduced in the season are inviting you to be the best individual that you can be and inviting you to be the best participant to influence the best participant in community to influence other people around you to be the best that they can be. Um, yeah. So this entire season has been about learning these different tools and ways for us to understand how the world works around us because when we understand those things and when we can actually grab onto those things, um, and have language for them and have mental models for them, we are able to steward our choices better. And that is what is going to influence those around us. So the next season that we do, which will be released in September, um, is going to be all about what to do at the crossroads, uh, which is decision making. How do you make choices? And how do you make wise choices? And how do you discern what what to choose uh, when things are in front of you. So we are just so thrilled to um, get to be able to do this podcast and communicate these valuable tools and these things that we are learning that are helping us to be not only better individuals um, and better leaders, but also um, just uh more impactful people in our society. Um, and we're really excited next season to have some conversations about what it looks like to really steward your choices well. Um, so we'll see you next season. Thank you for listening to the Crossroad Podcast. The world is out there waiting for you to become the best leader you can possibly be. We hope our conversations have helped. For more, please visit our website, thecrossroad.net.